Leesburg for the week. So you're like a substitute teacher? He laughed. Something like that. I didn't know shri- Therapists took over other patients. Some don't. Dr. Hansen likes continuity. He paused as if he weren't sure she knew what it meant. Dr. Peters... Bill Peters had called yesterday after school to tell her that Hansen had arranged for him to take over his appointments, and if she wanted, she could make her regular session after all. No way, Crazy Megan had whispered at first. But after Megan had talked with Peters for a while, she decided she'd give it a try. There was something so comforting about his voice. Besides, Baldy Hansen wasn't doing diddly for her. What a loser. All she remembered about the sessions was her lame bitching about school and about being lonely and about Amy and Josh and Brittany and Hanson nodding and saying she had to be friends with herself. Whatever the hell that meant. This'll be repeating some things, Peters now said. But if you don't mind, could we go over some of the basics? I guess. He asked, It's Megan Collier? No, Collier is my father's name. I use my mother's, McCall. She rocked in the stiff-backed chair, crossing her legs. Her tomato socks showed. She planted her feet squarely on the floor. You don't like therapy, do you? he asked suddenly. Hanson had never asked that. Wouldn't ask anything so blunt. And unlike this guy, Hanson didn't look into her eyes when he spoke. Staring right back, she said, No, I don't. He seemed amused. You know why you're here? Silent as always, crazy Megan answers first. Because I'm fucked up. I'm dysfunctional. I'm a nutcase. I'm psycho. I'm loony. And half the school knows. And do you have a fucking clue how hard it is to walk through those halls with everybody looking at you and thinking, shrink bait, shrink bait? Crazy Megan also mentions what just plain Megan would never in a million years tell him, about the fake computerized picture of Megan in a straitjacket that made the rounds of Jefferson High two weeks ago. But now Megan merely responded, "'Cause if I didn't come to see a therapist, they'd send me to juvenile.' When she'd been found, drunk, strolling along the catwalk of the municipal water tower two months ago, she'd been committing a crime— The county police got involved, and it turned messy. But finally everybody agreed that if she saw a counselor, the Commonwealth's attorney wouldn't press charges. That's true, but it's not the answer. She lifted an eyebrow. The answer is that you're here so you can feel better. Oh, please, Crazy Megan begins, rolling her crazy eyes. And okay... It was way stupid, his words themselves, but but there was something about the way Dr. Peters said them, that just for a second, less than a second, Megan believed that he really meant them. This guy's in a different universe from loser Elbow Patch Hansen. He opened his briefcase and took out a yellow pad. A brochure fell out on the desk. She glanced at it. A picture of San Francisco was on the cover. "'Oh, you're going there?' she asked. "'A conference,' he said, flipping through the brochure. He handed it to her. "'Awesome!' "'I love the city,' he continued. "'I'm a former hippie. Died-in-the-wool deadhead and Jefferson Airplane fan. Whole nine yards. 
course, that was before your time. No way! I'm totally into Janis Joplin and Hendrix. Yeah? You ever been to the Bay Area? Not yet, but I'm going someday. Bet doesn't know it, but I am. He squinted. Hey, you know there is a resemblance. You and Joplin. If you didn't have your hair up, it'd be the same as hers. Megan wished she hadn't done the cheerleader pertin' perky ponytail. The doctor added, You're prettier, of course, and thinner. Can you bell out the blues? Like I wish. But you don't remember hippies, he chuckled. Time out, she said enthusiastically. I've seen Woodstock like eight times. She also wished she'd kept the peace symbol. So tell me, did you really try to kill yourself? Cross your heart. And hope to die?